Let's spread a song so you can sing along with a special guest or two. Or two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John. With me today is a returning guest, and I can say this about him. It's Christian Garcia, everyone. Yay! Hi, Christian. How's it going? Hello. It's going swimmingly well, John. How are you doing on this fine day today? Oh, lovely. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're here today to talk about Oliver, the 1968 movie version of the musical that's based on the book by Charles Dickens. There yes. we go. We did. Oh we did the episode, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, the screenplay is by Vernon Harris. Music and lyrics by Lionel Bart. Uh, directed by Carol Reed. And according to IMDb, after being sold to a mortician... Young Oliver Twist runs away and meets a group of boys trained to be pickpockets by an elderly mentor in nineteen in 1830s London. Yeah. Yes. That's what happened. <laughs> now I've never read the book. Have you? No. I've I've seen I, I've seen it in, in like libraries and stuff, but I've never actually like took it out and actually read it. I've read other Dickens books, like Red Expectations. Um that's it. <laughs> See, and I thought you would have read it because you have that whole Instagram bookaholic, whatever. Oh, I'll definitely look. Oh, yes, I have to add that to my list. I'd add that to my roster of books. Yes. I have to look well, so, for a good copy. Well, so I was looking into the book. Mm-hmm. The book was originally a serial from 1837 to 1839. Goodness. Um, that was, I guess, later compiled to make one big story. Mm-hmm. It looks, yeah, it looks like all 53 chapters were published in like mag- that magazine or publication mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah, this musical, never saw it, never saw the movie. I, okay, I want to come, I want to hit the disclaimer now because then I have something to talk about it later. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well you listen to the podcast, Christian, and to you, the listeners, you've probably heard me say this a bunch of times. I normally do not like child actors. I don't know why. I just don't. I feel like they're overacting or compensating or trying to be too adult when they shouldn't be. This one, I enjoyed them. They were great actors. There were moments, though, that I was just like, okay, Oliver, maybe you should, like, do something or like maybe scream a little because you're scared like do that please please do that instead of being you know shocked and wooden especially at the end i was like scream oh my god the end do something oh that ending though wait you have seen this before you have not seen this before i i remember watching it as a child but i remember it being a very different opening than I remember it being. And uh, <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe the VHS copy that I had had a different opening. I don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember. So are you talking about the boys going into the... Like the overture. I remember I remember it not being an overture and just being like some sort of like like flashback or like um, some grandfather telling his grandson a story of how this tale happened and like it was in a garden and i don't remember i thought it was very you know are you confusing <laughs> this with the princess bride by chance no 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 even though i have seen that movie ten thousand times but you know the, you know <laughs> well so what i mean i've known of oliver i've seen um oliver and company which is Dis- the Disney animated movie where they used animals. So I kind of know the story, but I didn't know how nuanced the story was with this one. Cause like, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about Fagin. Like, do you know what I mean when I say that? I do. 
Okay. I think because Fagan seems like a very, in my interpretation, I've read many articles about what when I was uh, researching this film and I read like different analyses of this film and some people take Fagan as some sort of well, his character as a Jewish stereotype and I could see oh. it. But also it's like very grandfatherly and my like grandfather miserly um type of thing but it's very it's it's a very weird relationship that he has with these children yeah because he he teaches them how to steal but he's also very for the boys he's like looking out he's it's not like a miss hannigan type of situation where he's taking care of him because he wants money or because he's he's just doing it so then he could teach these kids either how to be good pickpocketers or just to just just to help just to help them survive this this brutalizing industrial and in, in, we're in the industrial revolution i believe um yeah yeah this this, this has to be 1830s because i feel like yep. that's dickens mm-hmm. said it at that time for yep. well because he was writing it at that time yeah um it was like okay so you're saying you're a villain you're clearly a villain because you're teaching boys how to steal mm-hmm. but you're also instilling them some good virtues like look out for each other or you know you're enforcing a bedtime and like it's it's interesting to see the juxtaposition of like Fagin and his gang versus the workhouse mm-hmm. where the workhouse is like very I'm cold ass- very I'm assuming it's government funded mm-hmm. as well so it has some some money going into it but like er- Everyone is v- evil in this. I feel yes. like everyone. Everyone. Nancy. <laughs> well, Nancy, I would say, is reformed because she yes. does say that she started as a pickpocket and everything. Mm-hmm. I would also say maybe Brownlow is also. Well, we don't know that much about him. I think yeah, we could talk about his character later because there's a lot of stuff that we learn later on in the film. Um, <laughs> That painting that is obviously obviously the... I laughed so hard at that. So, for those of you who didn't watch it, um, (laughs) I want to set the scene. Towards the end of this two two and a half hour long movie, Mm -hmm. which god damn it. Uh, (laughs) Okay, next one. We need to come up with something that's not two and a half hours. Maybe that's something that's an hour. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I, I woke up early to watch this movie today for this recording. So I was like, fuck, two and a half hours. And then I got the recording time wrong. So at least I watched it early enough. Yes. But I'm still like, fuck, two and a half hours. Um, well, so after a series of unfortunate events, Oliver meets Brownlow. Uh- there's some unfortunate events. <laughs> he meets Brownlow, and it turns out that Brownlow is his great uncle. I think you could say that. Uncle? I don't. Great some uncle. Some sort of familiar. Because uh... a a painting that is basically Oliver. Yes. But with in a wig. In a wig. And <laughs> some makeup. <laughs> And it's not like the Mona Lisa. No. (laughs) It's like some poor PA at three in the morning was tasked to do this. (laughs) It's not even a body shot. It's just the face. It's It's just just the face. And that's about it. (laughs) My God. It was so... Because he looks at it. Looks at Oliver, looks at, and of course, Oliver's like, standing right in front of it. Is that, You're like, is that Oliver right there in the painting? What's, what's going on here? What I mean, I felt like it was shoehorned in. For being a two and a half hour long movie, there's a lot of things that I'm like, you could cut this. Mm-hmm. We don't need this. <laughs> the one that I, okay, Be Back Soon. The song that Fagin and his gang sing when. That starts yeah, the ball that's rolling. That's, that's like their hi ho song. Like everyone, 
I w- was that really needed for the movie? I don't know. Maybe they just added a, added that in just to have it. Oh uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it, maybe it's a filler song. I'm not. I sure. mean, it was. I don't it's think it was cute. needed, but it also, but it also shows you how Fagin is with the boys. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it needed to be that long. How about that? I don't think it needed to be as long no, as it was. Not, in it didn't show. need to be like two minutes. <laughs> two minutes and 30 seconds. I don't know. <laughs> what did, how did you feel about the movie? I mean, it's, it's probably been a while I since you saw it. it. It was my first time seeing it in I don't know how many years. Um, and it was very charming. Um, I, I agree with you. These child actors are very good. I do agree with you. I did love the um the actor who played Dodger. It's very cute. Um, and then you have the rest of those uh orphan boys, and then you have Oliver, of course, who yes, he was very charming and he was just very like you, to me, he just once he was in with Fagan and the boys, it was like he was a Disney princess. <laughs> <laughs> Everything yeah. just happened around him. <laughs> yeah, he was like just chilling. Chilling. <laughs> like it was. I was like, this movie is about you, but everyone else and around you. You're just you... standing there, not speaking. Not oh, speaking. by the way, I'm not sure if you knew this, but um, that singing voice is not his own voice. That, that sounds right. The, that's the director's daughter. Um, singing is. I was like, this sounds like a girl singing, and it is. It's a young girl. I believe it was the director's daughter who sang all of Oliver's parts. Well, you can get away with it because when they're boys, puberty hasn't hit, so they can have the higher notes. There's a yeah, lot of high I, notes in this one for boys. There's a lot of high notes. I was like, what? Why? Why? Uh, what do you think of the movie? I liked it. I knew it was I knew it was going to be a sad story of some kind cuz it's Dickensian. Yes. So it has to be. Um have I, you seen that series by the way, Dickensian? No, um, I have not. There's a series. It's like a it's a series on BBC. They had it was a series. It was like it was in 2015 where they had all Dickens characters in one series and they all commingled with each other. And it was so like, it was very interesting. It's on Prime. I'd say that it's only one season. I'd say so. So like Scrooge and Oliver it. Twist got together and ha- hung out, had a drink. Yeah, it was like yeah, it's every single character. Yeah. You have Bumble, <laughs> you have Scrooge, you have Mrs. Habersham, you have um, every character from Dickens you can think of is all commingled in this London town. Wow. Even Nancy and Bill Sykes, which I can't wait to talk about in this film because their relationship. Who? Oh, okay. borderline. Well, we're here. Let's do it. We're here. Their relationship. I was re. I was watching the film, and hmm, even though they don't say it's abuse, they hint at it. Oh no! It they they it say they they, they say. don't they say it and they show a little bit of it. I had to look it up because I was like, "So is she dead?" <laughs> so is she dead? Is she dead? Well, so, because, like, they did the thing, which grateful for, because you have to remember, this is still through a child's eye and everything, mm-hmm. that they hid her behind that staircase, and he hit he hit her, he bludgeoned her oh my to God, death, that basically. I'm, nope, that's just so... For me, that was the most graphic part. Well, obviously, the only graphic part of the film, and it was just so scary. And, like, why would he just... He lost his goddamn mind. He lost his mind. Uh -uh. Off of what ifs. Yep. And Oliver being, I I would only assume a trusting character. I know that he wouldn't rat anyone out. That's not him. I just. Well, they should have learned. They all had these like fears. (laughs) It was a weird fear because like when Oliver was put to trial and Mm -hmm. Nancy was there watching. She even reports back. He didn't say yeah, a word. He didn't say anything. Why? Why do you still want to go after him? <laughs> why? I mean, I 
for me, first time watcher, I thought they were go they were going to try and steal from Brownlow. Mm-hmm. Um, also, when Sykes takes Oliver on the job and everything. And oh, we're talking about that scene. Oh my god! Yeah. I thought that this was that he was getting back. I thought, I thought this was like Bill Sykes' father. And he's like, look at what I've become now. I thought, I thought they were going. I know that he to... saw him. The owner of the house saw Bill Sykes leaving his house, and he's like, no, he confirmed that. No, he didn't see anything. He didn't see me. Well, but... first, before I realized that it was just some random person, I thought it was mm-hmm. Brownlow's place that they were going to. Right. And I was expecting Oliver to be like. I know this place, even though it's dark. And no, we can't steal from here. But then we realize it's not Brownlow's place. It's some random person. But then mm-hmm. when that random person takes his gun and shoots, I was like, who died? Who died? You saw that. It was like, what? He was like, boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did, they did the thing where you see the gun go off, but you don't see. But you don't see anyone getting hurt. Anyone getting hurt. And I was like, who's dead? Oliver, Sykes, or Bullseye, the dog? Oh my god, Bullseye, that dog. Oh boy. Bless that dog. <laughs> Bless that dog. Um, oh yeah, to go back. So I um, I did like the movie. The choreography, though, was a little weird at some point. It was. It was very, like, to me it felt, I don't know if you've seen the, <laughs> the 1980... In the 1980s version of Annie, it felt very like much like that, very choppy, very like yeah. I don't know what we're doing here. We're just here just to have a good time, and we're just you know. I mean, when they do consider yourself, I understand because it's like a mm-hmm. bouncy number, and we have the prancing cops that I was loving, and it felt. Vi- that felt very childlike, but then, mm-hmm. like, you, you don't really see that again. You don't. You and don't. then the, there is other choreography throughout, especially mm-hmm. in um, Who Will Buy. Oh, uh, I loved that sequence. That was a good one. I loved it. I love how it opened with the flower cellar, and then I forgot if it closed with the flower cellar, too. Like, as a bookend. Um... No, kind of it, it like when he goes when oliver goes off to the bookstore mm-hmm. he's he sings it to her so yeah. it's kind of like a like a trail off you know like a <laughs> like a i see you girl i see you <laughs> but i was riveted during oompapa <gasps> oh wait which which time the first time or the reprise Nancy's version. Nancy's version. Because Nancy improvising how to save um, Oliver. Oliver? Mm -hmm. Oh, this was the reprise. Yep. Oh my God. That whole. And you're seeing and you're seeing her chaotically map everything out. Trying uh to mentally try to see how can I get him out of here? How can I do this? Okay, I have to put these people. I have to put these people there. But all. But also being like, I can't be like too you know noticeable i have to be invisible and do all this stuff it yeah. was it was so in it was really intense i even wrote down this is high tension like mm-hmm. I, I felt it i felt the tension i, was I like, felt mm-hmm. it yeah i and then you, you can know, see at the end everyone's like dancing around everyone's going crazy at the at the end of the song and then you see that bill sees Nancy and Oliver in Oliver. the peripheral of his eye, and he's just like, "What the fuck? Like, I gotta get him back. I gotta go." <laughs> and but it's oh my god. So okay, yes, it's two and a half hours long. Yes, I don't like. There's so many things against this movie, in my opinion. I ended up though really liking it, and yeah. I mean, I would be intrigued to actually see a stage version of this. I will say that. You know, speaking of, I was about to mention that they did at Lincoln Center. They did like a limited engagement with um, Raul uh, Esperanza as Fagan. Yeah, I saw that. that. And Timothy Chalamet as Oliver. Um, A few months, was it? I think it was a couple months ago that they did it. It was very limited. Like they do like those limited engagement things at Lincoln Center. And I was so upset that I wasn't able to go because I Um, didn't want to see it. I'm not seeing Timothy Chalamet. 
Oh, is it not Timothy Chalamet? No, not Timothy. It's someone. It's another with the T. No. No, Benjamin. Benjamin Tremblay. There we go. I'm sorry. Whoops. I'm thinking of Wonka. I'm sorry. I. Just... It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but I did see that Lily Cooper is in that playing Nancy, and I love her. Oh my God! Isn't she amazing? She's so good. I also saw that the original Oliver, the original Dodger no. on Broadway, no. is is a man named David Jones oh. who would later be part of the monkeys. <gasps> oh, Davy Jones. Yeah. Davy Jones Davy played Jones. the Arthur Do- artful Dodger on Broadway. Um, oh, wow. But what's really cool is that yeah. Ron Moody who plays Fagin yep. is like the Uber original Fagin, like from the really? 1960s. Yeah. So the, the show we're here. Let's talk about the show we're for here. a second. We're here. We're here. That's that's the theme for today. We're here. Um, the show premiered on the West End in 1960. Mm-hmm. And then it... I, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. So in 1960, it premiered in London. In yeah. 1961, it was in Australia. And then in 1963, it premiered on Broadway. And then it's had a healthy career of revivals since then. Yep. They cut some things. They moved something. Oh, that's interesting. So I'm looking. They they move some stuff around for the movie where Oompapa starts Act Two in the show. Ooh, I feel like that's yeah. I like that. I, I like that. That's a very. I like the switch. I should say. I like that I they do. moved it because it made. It gave it stakes and weight. Mm-hmm. Bill Sykes also uh, has a song called My Name. And um, oh. they cut it for the movie because famously Oliver Reed cannot sing. Oliver Reed was also in the, the Tommy movie from 1975. And oh. in that one, he sings. <laughs> and it's not good. It's not good. Is it is it like <laughs> everyone does? It's is it like the Gerard Butler fan of the opera? Is it that worse? Bad? Worse. It's worse. Oh, it's worse. <laughs> I mean, as soon as I saw as soon as I saw his name pop up in the credits, I was like, "Oh no, who put you in another musical?" <laughs> I mean, graciously, he doesn't sing, so we don't need to worry about that in this film. Oh, so thank God, he we're doesn't good. sing. But is. His character of Bill Sykes is just so menacing and so threatening that I felt threatened at the end I, of this film, even though it felt like yes. Annie and he's just like pulling him around for God knows what reason. Oh and yeah, that like, the ending also felt on a here? lot like Annie too, especially the like, eighty two movie. Get up there! I'm like, what are you going to do with him? What are you going to do to him? What's going on here? Are you going to push him off the ledge? Are you? <laughs> I don't think his death. Had a bigger payoff than I wanted. No, it didn't. Jesus, I don't know what they were trying to do. I mean, I don't. It also again, felt like Frankenstein. Like the, the whole village mm, was freaking on here going to kill Frankenstein, and they all had their pitchforks in there. <laughs> well, because he murdered somebody. He did. He murdered a beloved woman of the tavern. Who's a horror question? The horror. I didn't see, I could not see Nancy as a whole. Maybe, I don't know. She. I mean, she seems to be Bill's property, so I don't know how he would feel if somebody else took her for the night for like 20 minutes. <laughs> What's really interesting about this is like the... But this, I do love her costume though. I like her costume. I also really like the, the social commentary that they're making where... Mm-hmm. They're all poor, yeah. but they're also showing you the different levels of what it oh, is to be the poor. poor. So, like, you have the kids in the workhouse where they are. Yep, those are like the, that's like the bottom food at the bottom of the food chain, right there. Where they're treated like shit. They have yep. gruel, and okay. Oh my god, are we ready to dissect it now? <laughs> right off, right <laughs> off the bat, like- though. When you see the kids draw a string or whatever, and Oliver famously asks, "Can I have some <gasps> yep. more?" I'm he like, has to be the one who has to like that." 
But what? But like, is this the first? A lot of a lot of my questions for this movie is like, is this the first mm-hmm. time this is actually happening? Like, is that the first time that's happened there? When we get to uh, reviewing the situation, is this the first time Fagin had the that conversation with himself? Like, a lot of this, I'm like, this can't be the first time this is happening. Um, and then, but like you, so the kids in the workhouse, they're super poor they are super abused uh they are sold off for punishment question mark um yeah what did you think about that because it's just it's so um sourberry i believe that's the character's name the one that yeah mr sourberry the one that Mm -hmm. is the undertaker or whatever i was like oh my goodness that whole scene I was like, you're that whole section was just so questionable and like he looked he looked like he's a pedophile, right? Or he did, or he's murdering and his kids too, and his wife. They all look like pedophiles. (laughs) Oh, it's weird. So, but then when we get to London and we have consider yourself, which Uh I mean, is the can we talk about Oliver's journey from there to London? It was just so like cinematic. I don't know. Well, so I don't know. They don't say where he is in the beginning, right? No. They just say he goes to London and it takes him a week because he walked there. Yep. God bless him. God bless him. I couldn't do that. (laughs) And then we get to consider yourself where it is all very my fair lady (laughs) of it. Of like the. You thought that too? Yeah, it's still poor. There's there's still poor people, but like there's community. They may let things slide. Yeah, they're trying to sell things, and yeah, you see Dodger trying to steal stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. But like, I guess there's that understanding of like, we see you, like we were there. Mm-hmm. And then we get to, um, and then we jump to uh, uh, who will buy. Where those are lower class poor people as well. But they yeah. look a little more put together. They do. And they have kids working with them. Like the 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 the, the men who are climbing up um the ladders to clean the, the windows and stuff, and they have kids working with them. And that's that's a little bit more better. That's better yes. than them being uh put upon with, with soot on their face and looking haggard and dirty and that they look a little bit more cleaner. So Everyone in this movie looked spotless. They did. Even Nancy. Even, well, Bill, you know, Bill did too somewhat. <laughs> Bill, Bill and Fagan, yeah. But like all the kids in the workhouse were clean. They were clean. Even though you see Oliver just dab. Like, I don't know what he was trying to do when he was trying to wash his face in that one scene. He was like, he just, he picked up the water in his hand and he just went that. I mean, like that. I'm like, how do you do it? How do you clean your face? <laughs> Not sure if you know something, but I was like, oh, that's I I can't do that. Well, because he saw Dodger do something like that and he was trying Probably. to mimic, but He's trying like... to mimic him. Oh, sweet boy. <laughs> we yeah. should protect him. Protect <laughs> Well now he's <laughs> now he's with uh Brownlow, so Yes. Yes. Which felt very Annie at the end. Like it was like you have you have Grace as being like the caretaker, like the, the, the housekeeper of the whole place, and then you have him the locket. Warbucks, like what the heck is going on? The locket and then the the the, um, locket. the locket the the guy that runs the 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 poor um, house. The yeah, the, the workhouse work, work him and his yeah. wife. Like, I, I thought for some reason I thought that was Olivia Coleman. I'm like, oh look, she's alive. She's alive wow. She looks, she looks all like Olivia. I was like, is that because <laughs> you're talking about <laughs> Peggy Mount? Is her yes. name? Peggy oh, Mount. I see it. I understand. She kind of, yeah, she has a similar face. Facial yes, structure facial. to Olivia Coleman, <laughs> but then you you have to remember with that whole speech that Brownlow gives him about marriage and everything. I'm like, oh right, this is 1830s. You have to, yes, you have to remember this is 1830s. Yes, um, yeah, no, this movie 
is good. It was good. Uh, the choreographer I do want to point out is Una White. Um, she has been featured on this podcast before in 1776 as a choreographer. So, Ooh. and she's done a bunch of other things that I haven't done yet. So, if anybody's interested, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> we can compare and contrast and talk about the choreography. Yes. Um. But yeah, I feel like I feel like there was a good balance with song and not song moments. Um, it was, even uh, though it was like it had a very big handful of songs. They weren't just like throwing them at your face. I don't think like no. Like, and there was there, there was a marching band moment, which I was like, okay, we're bringing back Sweet Charity. I guess Ooh, give it to me. <laughs> I was like, is everything running back to Sweet Charity? What's going on here? Where's Shirley? Where's, <laughs> Where's Fosse? Fosse, Fosse, Where's Fosse? We need Fosse. We need him for this choreography. To choreograph, to, to choreograph Oompapa. Yes, we need that. We need Actually, whatever they were doing in Oompapa, that one, I was like, go to town. Because it felt that choreography did feel like of the world. You know, yep. they're, they're drunk. Mm-hmm. The end. That felt very My Fair Lady as well. When when it what was what was that song? Get him to the church on time. Yeah, that, that whole sequence. Yes. Not to say that like this movie is taking from that. It's just that we're finding mm-hmm. similarities with our own experiences. Yes. Um, I mean, uh, the Dodger felt like little Gavroche and Les Mis too. So I'm like, I get, I get it. Like, there's there's all these influences, and I'm pretty sure people were influenced by other things and it just so happens that that, like i felt that too that like this movie my fair lady uh sweet charity all happened around the same time not necessarily the same year but like they all Mm -hmm. have the same look and feel to it Mm -hmm. um so in this movie though is it that nobody learns anything (laughs) I don't know if there's any like redeeming quality, like any like redeeming thoughts that are happening in this film. Like there's like, oh, let's learn a lesson, but no one did learn anything. I mean, you have Fagin trying to be a good guy, wanting to repent and do good, but then he goes back into the sunset with with Dodger and he's like, nope, let's just continue. Let's leave this town. We're done with this town. Let's go somewhere else. But it kind of felt like Fagin was like, fine, I'll adopt you. But like, he didn't say That's those right. words. Yeah, he just adopted Dodger. As his he as just his adopted Do- Dodger and mm-hmm. was, I mean, they even, even Dodger was like partners and he went, no, but I'll give you a place to sleep and eat and we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll play it by ear. <laughs> I kind of felt bad when all, I mean, I didn't really feel that bad when all of his jewels and, and his treasures were in that sludge. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't feel bad. But I was like, you, you, she, he could have put that in somewhere else where it wouldn't have gotten. It's like, this, this is what greed gets you. Yep. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Your jewels are going in the sludge. And that whole, like that whole thing of the, of of, oh my god, the the whole chase scene, and then you have that that whole staircase breaking down, like that was just so a little over the top. For <laughs> I don't know, it felt like it felt like they were like, oh right, we're doing a movie. Let's 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 up the stakes. Because let's break this. Let's break the bridge. <laughs> Because, like, I mean, I am, I, I am intrigued to see this on stage because, like, how they do things in this movie, I'm like, okay, questionable. So clearly, you're, you're celebrating that it's a movie because, like, you have a huge ensemble in mm-hmm. these songs, huge. and then I'm assuming when it's done on stage, the kids who are in the workhouse in the beginning mm-hmm. turn into the kids in Fagin's gang. 
But because it's a movie, they don't have to do that. They don't have to do that. But I like that. I like that. Maybe some of them escaped and they're just No, no, I'm saying like the the actors. Oh, the, the actors. actors like they like they like they did like a double yes. uh, casting thing and I I like I can really see that. I well cuz you why are you hiring these kids just to be in why? the beginning? May as well have them be later on in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm intrigued to see, like, uh, I'm intrigued to see what changes were made for the movie as opposed to what's happening on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to find a a recording, a, a, a slime copy of the of the London Center, of the Lincoln Center. Um, yeah, the London Center. You're right. London Center. Yep, London Center. Like, <laughs> yep. Just I um yeah. So I want to know where the album is because I I need to hear Raul sing. Ah, because yes. I love him as an actor. I don't know if you're a big fan of Law and Order SVU, but I'm. He's oh my no, I, I love Raul Esparza. I love I love I him. Love... Uh, I never um... knew he. I I just found out a couple months ago that he did like he was on a even like a little. A hole in the wall, like little concert thing, and he performed Defying Gravity. And it's like, This, I can I marry you, please? <laughs> you should. You, if you, I will send you that link because it is amazing. It's you should listen to the original Tick Tick Boom if you're really looking. <gasps> I do have that. Yes, he he does not disappoint. Or I've, the I, I've been in a tick tick. I love Jonathan Larson, so I the, recently was listening to the to the Broadway cast recording, and he was. Or the revival of uh, the revival, uh huh. Rocky Horror. Yep. Oh, I, I, will, I will need. I will need to look that up. I need to find. That. Okay, now you give I me think, some homework to do. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting. Oh, so Ron Moody not only played it in 1960. He also played it in the movie. And then in the first London revival and the second Broadway revival, he reprised his role as Fagan. What? And then in the Also, third... not going to lie, I do want his coat. I want, I want his coat. That is a good coat. I'm just uh, saying. <laughs> um, and then in the third London revival in 2009, Rowan Atkinson played Fagan, which tracks Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. Yes. And Zazu. <laughs> and Zazu. But people wouldn't know the face as Mr. Bean. No. <laughs> yes, they would. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this movie's, movie's great. It was, there were moments that I think my energy dipped, but that's because it's me, not because of the movie I itself. think maybe it was in the beginning when that, when, in, um, okay. Are we are we getting to to the flat points? <laughs> uh, we're about we're about to we're about to we're about to okay because I have one song that I think was very flat. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why it dipped in my opinion. Um, but we can discuss that in a minute. I wrote down for pick a pocket or two. What a fun way to learn how to steal! Like I know <laughs> it's fun, educational, and cute at the same time. Do you okay? So it's like he's faking a magician. He's like he's he's pulling stuff out of his pocket, like he's you know. <laughs> do you he's think? <laughs> do you think Dodger is mm. actually like honestly trying to be friendly towards Oliver, or is he treating Oliver like a like a mark or like a that job? is a good question. That's a good question because when we first meet him, he's when we first meet Dodger. He's, you know, he's in his London, he's in his element. He knows mm-hmm. what he has to do. And then he meets Oliver and he wants to take him under his wing. He's like, oh, you're you're by yourself? Okay, well, come with me. I have somewhere where you can go. And it's not right. very, like, demeaning. It wasn't very, like, I'm going to bully you and try to get you to to be the best you can be. It was very, like, brotherly. And I, and I like that. I like that it was, like, and the fact that he was very uh, protective towards I guess, the effects. I guess my pessimistic side came out because I was waiting came for the out. other shoe to drop. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't trust you, little boy. Tr- little boy with the top hat. You're I don't a trust you. 
and you have an amazing top hat. So. <laughs> um, is there I don't know anything where else? you got that top hat? <laughs> stole it, of course. Stolen, and that coat, that blue coat. Oh. So uh, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about though before we get into sharp and flat? Oh my goodness. Um. Hmm. I don't know why, but I thought that Nancy could have been played by Julie Andrews. I thought that that was. <laughs> I thought that maybe I thought that she was like she looked a little bit like her, uh, the actress who played. Uh, I don't know. I I think I liked her. I did like her though. She was very resilient, very independent. I think Julie. But when it came to her relationship with Bill, it was mm. like she was very codependent, and she was very like accepting of his abuse. And that song, what was it? As long as he needs me, or was it? Where she needs me, something, something. About as long it. as he needs me, yeah. Yep. Oh, that was Oof. like clarifying, like, uh, like accepting her abuse. Um, I think Julie Andrews' voice would have been not right for no, Nancy, but she it could have gone back to her "My Fair Lady" accent that she could have done for Eliza, which could have uh... kind of. But not so shrilly, very like more maternally, like Mary. I'm, I mean, I mean her singing voice. Yeah, her singing voice. Is her very... singing voice is too high up there, operatic, <laughs> if you will. Where like "Um Papa" is not an opera song by any means. No. You need to be a little it's... dirty with your voice. Yeah. Not to say that she can't do it, but no. I, but in my opinion, like I think the movie was cast right. It was yes. Yeah. All right, let's get into Sharp and Flat, shall we? Oh my God, yes. Okay, you start. (laughs) Sharp Flat. So in this section, we're going to highlight some moments, whether or not we talked about it. If we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or thought it could change, it's flat. Christian, since you've been sitting on, since you've been wanting to tell me this flat, start with your flats. Mm, Wait for sale. Really? As a flat for me, that just kind of made me lose interest a little bit. That was where 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 the film like. Oh, ends. it was to me. It wasn't that. It was somewhere in the middle. It was <laughs> right right before the intermission. That's when I. My oh my god. Dipped. <laughs> um. Do you have any other flats though? Oh my goodness! Let me. I have it up here. Um. Maybe be back soon as well. Like I think we both agreed that that should not have been in the film but there was like a filler song but everything else yeah yeah um i i flatted the high notes in some of the songs for the boys yeah so i was just like <laughs> i was like this is too high this is yeah. like what what um i also flatted everyone looking too clean yes i mean i get this it for like Na- dirty like a industrial age london why is everyone looking like they just came out of the wash and brush company from the wizard of oz <laughs> everyone just looks too except clean. except for fagan and, and bill and nancy and dodger and some of those boys and no, all no. Those boys in the workhouse nancy looked, <laughs> nancy looked too clean but like i yeah. guess I, I think maybe just like a little dirt would have helped or something maybe. um and then my last flat no. is for oliver's silence like Say something. This is your move. This is your story. Oh my god! And his, I think another flat would be like his constant look of questioning. His, he was so quiet. He was like, "What?" And then he just kept looking into the distance, like he expected someone to answer him, and he's not saying anything. And also, his flat is his singing voice. That's another. That's not his. It's uh-huh. not his. It's not his. <laughs> um. All right. Sharps. I would like to say Nancy is a sharp. Yes. Um, I also sharped Bullseye and the Owl. Like, oh my god, that owl! It was that... getting stored in the stone. <laughs> well, so, well, so also when Fagin drops his treasures and then he talks about like losing stuff, I was like, "You left your owl behind. You left your owl there. He's she's just sitting there waiting for you to come back." And then um, my last sharp is for Fagin's and Bill Sykes's introductions. It felt 
very cinematic. Like, especially mm-hmm. Bill Sykes, when he, oh, yeah. when you see the shadow first and he comes and he doesn't talk for a while. And I was, no. I was it's a like, little, does he talk? Can he talk? <laughs> I, I wanted him to not talk, but then I was like, no, he needs to talk. After watching what happens, he needs to speak mm-hmm. and everything. But like, Fagin also had this smoky, like, pop his head through smoke. I was blown away. So sharp to both of them. Yeah. That's really that's really it to me. Yeah. You have any other sharps? Uh I'd say maybe like the the production design as a sharp for me. I did love yes. that whole atmosphere. I loved going from the workhouse to London to London Bridge. That whole oh my god. Just that look of the bridge in in darkness before Nancy gets axed. It's just amazing. And like everything is dark, but it's... It's dark and I love it. And that's the whole aspect of the story where it has to be nitty and gritty. It has to be, you have to get those darkness moments because Oliver's life is so overshadowed by darkness. When he's singing Where is Love, he's in the dark. He's in a cellar. If you think about it, he's trying to find love but it's all in darkness nancy's in the dark she dies on like she dies in the dark but does she die because we see her feet moving and then off screen like she does (laughs) from from the wikipedia plot summary (laughs) it says that sykes uh he then drags her behind the staircase of the london bridge and violently bludgeons her injuring her fatally so mm. death. Death. Uh would you add any You can't have a Dickens novel without death. That's more <laughs> I didn't know, but like I thought it was gonna be Oliver who dies. Like to be totally honest. I'm gonna be so honest with you. I thought it was gonna be Oliver. I was like, they're gonna kill a kid? Okay. That's fine <laughs> with me. I mean <laughs> okay. I guess that's that's the story we're going with because life is a piece of shit. But life is still a piece of shit. Yep. Especially in Oliver's case. That's especially in Oliver's case. Um, would you add any of the songs to your life's playlist? <gasps> um papa. I think you would agree. I yes. actually didn't write any of them down. I you mean didn't. I feel like they're just too precious to the movie. They are. I mean, I think I would also say, um I liked them, don't that? get me wrong. Uh Who Will Buy? That was another one that I loved, especially the opening. See, and the thing, though, is, like, they are nice songs, but I like uh-huh. the uh-huh. visuals that go with them. So Exactly. Like, I don't... If I listen to it, then I can't visualize it. I can visualize it in my head, this whole scene that's happening. Right. And being mm-hmm. first-time watch, I'm not going to add anything right now. Yes. Because... So maybe after a few more watches, you can be like, okay. Or maybe a few yeah. more listens to the soundtrack, you're like, oh, okay, which one would I pick? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe if we, if there is a second chance at this, I'll have a different answer yes. to it. But for right now, I'm gonna <laughs> hold off on answering. I mean, okay. they were, they were great yeah. songs. I did like um, Papa. I did like um, Who Will Buy. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas Love is heartbreaking. Um, Consider Yourself is just insanity, and I loved it. But like all of that had to do with the acting, the choreography, mm-hmm. what's happening on screen. So for some reason, forgive me, I thought that there was a reprise of Boom Papa, but that was just its own song. I was I was So I understand it was it's a fine life. That was that was the song that Nancy first sings and then it's Oom Papa. I thought that they were like the same song. Well so there was just... in the scene uh, there are bar patrons who start singing the um papa. Yeah, but that's then what Nancy. But then Nancy <laughs> turns it into a full blown song. Yeah. So I mean, you weren't wrong. No. That's why I was like Nancy's version of it. So. Nancy's version. <laughs> but Christian, wow, we blasted through this episode. We really. blasted. And I'm happy for that. Because <laughs> <laughs> future me has got to edit this. It's going to be like under an hour. Thank God. Uh, Christian, what do you have to plug or promote? Yes. Well, we, well, not we, I have my own podcast, that Olga Cinema. You could find 
us, me, on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And we also have Instagram at that OK Classic Cinema on Instagram. And yeah, <laughs> you can find that. We're releasing two episodes pretty soon. We're going to be releasing um, Sunset Boulevard and Strangers on a Train very soon. We're very, we're very excited to talk about that. Sunset um, on a Train is such a good movie. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then I, I I guess you're gonna read the book at some point and post it yes, somewhere. Yes, I'm going I'm gonna have to find it. I'm gonna have to find it somewhere. I'm gonna have to get a, a used copy from Amazon. That's how I get my books. <laughs> that or I'll go to Strand. I'll find it at Strand. You'll definitely find a copy of it at Strand. Yes, I will. Or at a, or, at a nice hole in the World Bookstore in the city. I'll find it somewhere. I'll find it. <laughs> um, and if you have more to say about Oliver, I'd love to hear it. You can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com. Also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at buttersongpod. Um, I know there's more to say. And I'm just, I'm I'm on overload right now. <laughs> so this is a short episode i don't really care because there's there's just all the thoughts happening right now all the thoughts all the feelings um and if you want to be part of next episode's conversation well next episode is the first episode that's happening in march and march is going to be second chance theater month so we're doing all second chance episodes everyone so Next episode will be the second chance of White Christmas. <gasps> yes. I love that movie. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes, we're we're You're gonna make me cry. We're <laughs> kick we're kicking off second chance by saying fuck holidays. <laughs> holidays are every day. Holidays are every day. Yay! Christian, thank you so much for coming back on. And hey, thank you like for having me on. We... Hopefully, I'll be back on for a future episode if you'll have me. Oh, of course. <laughs> we'll figure it. You'll figure it out. We'll yes, figure it out. We'll figure um, it out. <laughs> everyone, thank you for listening, and bye for now. Bye. Special thanks to Aaron Troy for creating the pods artwork, and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles. A huge thank you to Castbox for hosting this podcast. And thank you again for tuning in to today's episode of Life's But a Song. Bye for now, everyone, and have a musical day. <laughs>